When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Oh My Dog with me, Jack D. And me, Sean Walsh. This is our weekly podcast where we reveal the most intimate, ridiculous details of our relationship with our beloved dogs. I have the delightful, spirited Mildred Barrett, who is a cockapoo. My streetwise best friend is Dolly, the long-haired chihuahua whom we rescued. Uh, this podcast sets out to answer the all-important questions like how do you greet your dog? Uh, do you kiss your dog on the mouth? Does your dog sleep in your bed? And so on. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our chats with our equally dog-obsessed guests who roll over and tell all. You are very much part of this podcast too, and we want to hear from you. You can get in touch by emailing us at hello at omdpod.com. And find us on Instagram at omdpod. So give us a shout and follow us on social media too. You okay, are you? Are things quiet in the house? <laughs> well, like, yes, so there's a new person in the, in the household. Mm-hmm. Wilder Primrose. Yeah, oh, it's a nice name. Lovely name. Thank you. I'm hoping that she's going to be posher than me. <laughs> That's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really trying to force that. I tell you what, with the, the baby, um, she's been quite quiet. Yeah, well, I let you into a secret. Babies cool. are very quiet for the first few weeks, and then they she'll suddenly find her lungs and wake up a bit. And right. and what what'll happen is that because being born, I think, is probably very tiring anyway. But what'll happen is she'll suddenly realise, oh wow, this is pretty exciting, and um, then it starts. But okay. it's, enjoy this little moment of uh, this honeymoon period where she's, you know, being very sleepy and delightful. I'm not saying she won't be delightful, but it'll be it'll be more of a, a more involved thing. All right. Well, thank you mm. for the warning. I mean, I, I, mm. I, I have been weed on already. <laughs> and what about the baby? Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Oh, do you know what? I don't mind, I don't mind the changing the nappies. Changing mm-hmm. the nappies is fine. Yeah. Now, in uh, relation to Mildred... Yes. And what this done has done to the household. Yeah, M- Mildred Barrett has uh, been away because we didn't want. It was quite a lot to to handle going straight home from the hospital to have Mildred and Wilder. Yes, yes. So where did Mildred go? Well, Mildred went to Grace's parents' house. Yes, okay. So she'd been gone for about a week. I know we talked about when we first started this. We talked about being away, being away on tour, and and missing the you know missing the dog. But yeah. there's a huge difference between you being away and your dog being away. And I can yes. tell you it's a lot harder when your dog is out of the house. Yes, I can only relate to that sometimes when Jane goes with Dolly somewhere. And it is, it's a, it's a quietness that you're not used to, isn't it? And you do miss them. Right, it's a quietness you're not used to. 
and I've noticed the little things that have kind of gone out of my life for this short period. Mm-hmm. Like when you enter the, the, my my house, my well, my flat, you go through the main door, mm-hmm. and then when I get to to my front door in the building, because of the the wooden flooring, I can hear Mildred's tip tapping. She's there the, to meet you. The feet coming and getting quicker yeah. to the door. Yeah. And yeah. just that silence now of when I open the front door and I look down that gap as that normally there's that gap and there's that nose trying to come through mm-hmm. and that's not there. And it's horrible. Yeah. I do not like it. And we're getting the floor redone. And mm-hmm. so today I'm at Grace's parents, got to see Mildred for the first time. Right. I've realised something. Having a dog, one of the really special things about it is for kind of no reason other than having a dog, you smile more. Right. You have an interaction with the world that you don't have without your dog. So that journey from from living room to kitchen, without the dog, there's nothing there. Yeah. But I just noticed today being here, every kind of journey from room to room, there's a nod, there's a connection, there's a smile asking if Mildred's okay. That is what fills your life. That's yeah. what we love about having a dog. It's a kind of constant companionship and they share in that trivia that, you know, yeah. you're going from your sitting room to the kitchen, but, you know, she says, oh, you go to the kitchen. Oh, I'll come with you. You know, they love exactly. it, That's don't it. they? The kitchen! Yeah. Get in! What a good idea, <laughs> you know. For no other reason than just to, let's do it. Let's that's, do it, you know. That's, that's it. Sometimes, say, you you open a cupboard. Mm. It's like, oh, you're opening that cupboard? <laughs> oh, what are you going to do with that cupboard? What are you cooking? I love that saucepan. That's my favourite saucepan. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, yeah, it's that sense that everything you do is important and approved of somehow. It's yes. extraordinary. So it's very good for you. It's very good for the, for your heart, isn't it? To know that there is an entity in uh, in the universe that, that approves of this moment in your life. That's it. And she's met Wilder. <laughs> oh, actually. So how did that go? You know, because I'm very lucky. Mildred's very gentle and loves yes. people. And good. she's not allowed to kiss her. Mm-hmm. No no licking. I agree. Oh, quite right, really. You know, it's just a bit too yeah. young for that, a bit, bit early. Yes, uh, but sniffing. So she was. She's kind of sniffed Wilder's head. Right. Yeah. No. You. But you have to be careful, don't you? Because yes, you. Ne- you never know what germs you could get from a baby. That- <laughs> oh, I've done it again. Can't even. <laughs> it's why you're here. I'm going to get a snare drum for the next. One. <laughs> uh- I was wondering, Mildred has met Wilder yes. at Grace's parents' house, right? Is that sort of, is that how it's happened? She actually did visit the flat when I was out. So they did ah. initially meet right. at, at, at the flat. Why? Oh, I wondered what the reaction was. Did Mildred come back having been away thinking, oh, right, okay, what's happened here? Me and Grace, I mean, you never know if you're making up, you know, you're kind of giving these stories to your life that, that aren't necessarily there, but... You get the sense that Mildred knows that that baby she's holding is the baby that's been inside Grace for the past nine months. Yes. And and as I think I said at some point over the series, you know, has been quite protective of, of Grace. Yeah. Yes. Which she hasn't been before. So when people, you know, might approach uh, us in the, uh, in the street, Mildred will then jump in front of Grace and go, well, what's going on here? Yeah, Who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. good. 
And so I, I kind of think she's like, oh, you. Oh, that's oh, you're from the womb. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, yeah. I thought this was going to happen. Yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah. Okay. And so it's very interesting, isn't it, that she, if she is picking up that this baby is is part of you two. Yes. Isn't she? Absolutely. And so therefore, she will love and protect it for that reason. That's, I, I feel that. Good, I good. absolutely feel that. And how's Dolly, by the way? Thank you. Dolly is great. She had a she had her toenails clipped the other day, just cut. Who did that? Well, we take her to um actually we take her to a groomer's because she's got very small feet, as you can imagine. And I'm you can cut a dog's claws yourself, um, but you have to be careful, of course, because they have a there's a there's a quick inside the claw that is a nerve. Oh, okay. So you have to be careful not to cut to, and I'm not confident about that. So I go to someone who's actually sort of had a, a lesson in it, and she does it very carefully. And Dolly seems not to mind too much. She makes a bit of a fuss, but it, she needs it because she, she. This is quite sweet, but her claws. Most dogs, their claws will just wear down because they walk on the pavements and they go for walks. Uh, it just yeah. comes, yeah. So, but Dolly is so light, it makes no difference. And part of that, and you carry, carry her, and we carry her a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but she, she does. Does not manage to wear down her own her own claws, so it does. They do need to be kept under control. But that was the only that's the only sort of story she's got to tell. Does she like the groomers? She well, we've got a very nice groomer. Yeah, because she doesn't like walking. No, no, she's she quite likes the groomer. She's a very she's a very sweet girl who uh, who likes Dolly and understands Dolly, and that's quite important. And um and is and is good because with any dog you've got to be fairly kind of authoritative otherwise i think the dog gets worried you don't know what you're doing yes so it's quite good to get someone who knows what they're doing that's that's quite important yeah good the other thing i was going to mention is the date that we're recording this we've we've been past valentines now what happens in your household with valentines and mildred <laughs> mildred didn't get me anything no oh really no okay okay no but I, I actually, do you know what? Um, I, I've completely forgotten about Valentine's Day. Right. Yes. We, and did Grace forget as well, or we all? Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. She was having a baby. Yes. Well, it, it would be probably further down the agenda, wouldn't it? I got away with it. Yeah, he got away with it. Brilliant. We, um, what we've done. You don't get Dolly a Valentine's. No, 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 no. Dolly got Jane a Valentine's card. Oh. Right? Okay. So. Yeah, <laughs> Dolly saves her pocket money, and she she likes to get these things. So she got she got Jane a Valentine's card and oh, um, and a little chocolate bar, and put it inside the envelope, and then and then she signs it with a little paw print, and so Jane's really pleased with that. A real and paw print? No, I I I mean I help her draw it. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, uh, this I mean I'm going to spoil the story now, but. You get away with Valentine's. All you need to do is buy an aero bar and a card and you're done. You know, there's nothing nothing more to it than that. Yeah. It's, it's... So Jane was, Jane was delighted with that. She's not bothered if I got her one or not. <laughs> well, that's lovely. Yeah. That's yeah. lovely of Dolly. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, she's, she's very thoughtful like that. Did she take her out for dinner? Uh, well, she, she probably did actually. She took her, you know, come on, I know a good place. We'll go out. <laughs> I wasn't involved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's lovely. That's very heartwarming of Dolly. What a lovely, sweet thing to do. Yeah. yeah. We have uh, a very special guest today. We do. I actually met this wonderful lady in, in a jungle. In a, Just randomly or... The, <laughs> 
let me. Uh, this is when you when you did. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Yes, isn't it? there was a pay package mm. involved. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pleased to hear it. That's good. Yeah. Uh, but this wonderful lady informed me that she had a dog, George, which we're going to get to know. It is the fantastic Sue Cleaver. Sue Cleaver has graced our screens since the 90s. She's been nominated for and won tons of TV awards for playing Corrie favourite Eileen Grimshaw and, more recently, was my campmate in I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. But we don't care about any of those amazing achievements. We want to hear all about her relationship with her dog, George. Hello, Sue. Hello, Jack. How are you? I'm very well. It's very nice to meet you online because I know you and Sean know each other from your, your time... On uh, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Are you recovered? Recovered from meeting Sean? That from, no, well, never... no, no one recovers from that. But but no. the actual ordeal of being in the jungle, unbelievable. Yes, I am. It seems such a long time ago now. Out of interest, had it not been in Australia, because during lockdown they did one in in Wales, didn't they? Would yeah. you have still done it if it was if it was in Wales? I mean, I love Wales. I'm not. It's not a dig at all, but but I think part of the part of the fun of doing it is you get to go to Australia, don't you? I think you'll notice on this podcast, my face just gives everything away. Mm. No, I wouldn't be in a castle in Wales. God, it was going to us. Of course it was going to us. Yeah, I sort of felt that maybe slightly shortchanged, all due respect to Wales. I mean, good for them. And I'm really mm. glad that, that they, they did it because we needed we needed that during the pandemic. Well, yeah, it was, it was good. But I wanted the full-on Aussie adventure. Of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> so we want to hear all about George, your dog George. Yes. Tell us about George. We have a beautiful rescue staffy called Gorgeous George Paws. Oh, lovely. Oh. And he, I mean, I bored Sean senseless about you George. You never bored. No, it was lovely hearing about George. But he's basically, you know, I'm sure it's the same for you, uh, a surrogate child. Yeah, of course. Yes. Basically, my friend runs a kennels and she always kept a couple of places free for any rescue dogs that mm. needed somewhere to go. And she literally went and saw round the country who, which dog's about to be put down. And mm. George was about to be put down. So she drove miles across the country to collect him. And she said he was just a big head on a really thin little body. Oh. So she brought him back thinking, oh, well, I'll find him a home. And a year later, nothing. No one wanted him. And oh. she couldn't understand why, because his temperament was gorgeous. So she said to me, Sue, she says, this dog, it's just, I, he needs a home. Can you see if you can get, like, the Manchester Evening News or a newspaper to do a piece to find him find him a home? And I said, yeah, I'll do that. But I'm going to have to have him for a couple of days because I'm not going to just ask to rehome a dog without knowing if he's okay. Mm. So I got him in the car there and then and I brought him home for the weekend and he sat on the front seat oh. of my car and was just like looking out the window and enjoying oh. himself and he came home and then my husband and son came back and there was a dog and then two <laughs> days later I said right um, I'm doing this interview today to find him a home and I'm taking him back to my friend Sue's back to the kennel and they went no chance oh. that's not happening so I kind of in, you know, I, I kind of think subconsciously that's what I wanted to happen. Of course it is. Were you really going to take him somewhere? Was that that was the plan? You you hadn't thought to yourself that maybe you were going to decide that George no, was going to no, stay? No, I was literally going to do, oh do an interview with him in the papers. And I'd already set it up wow. uh, 
and uh, to to basically try and find him a lovely home uh, because he'd been in this kennel for a year and you know he's he's such a sociable dog and he was you know I mean Sue had done a wonderful job looking after him but he wasn't you know it wasn't a great place for him to be but we just fell in love with him and it's the best thing we ever did and just rules the roost now. I, I would admit, actually, that um, Staffordshire Bull Terriers are probably my favourite breed, uh, um, and I'm, I'm I have a Chihuahua, so oh. I mean that's another story. But we uh, who, who we also uh, rescued from a, um, a sort of halfway house. He doesn't but... stop going on about it, Sue. All he does, <laughs> I rescued it. I rescued it. I re- have I mentioned I rescued I it. Know, uh, she probably would have gone to a perfectly nice house if I'd not turned up. But I'm anyway, sure you'll be recognised in some New Year's honours at some point. I, I would. Well, I'm still waiting. I, I do think it. I think it's a. There's an MBE in that at least, isn't I there? Think and so. you think so. But um, I'm sure that'll come around. But no, Staffies, all the Staffies I know have been absolutely delightful. If in a way they're the kind of quintessential dog. They are. Because they are absolutely sweet and delightful. But can I read you one thing? Because I've got a book here about dogs. Oh my God, you've done research, Sean. You didn't tell me about this. Oh, yeah. Well, this is, I, I just saw this. But Sean and I are going to put together uh, a Dogopedia. That's that's our idea. Is that we're going to put together? Um, but so we're collating information from all over the place, including our celebrity guests who tell us about their breeds. But this is about the Staffordshire Bull Terrier in this book I've got, and it says um, it thrives on affection and devotes itself to being accepted as part of its human family. However, when it sees another dog or any other animal it can quite suddenly reveal a different side of its character as it becomes overwhelmed by a desire to destroy. (laughs) That's what it says. (laughs) Do you recognise that in George? (laughs) What I do know about George is um, he's not interested in other dogs. We've had one, we had one little instance, but with two, two staffies who met together, it was the owner's fault though, not the dog's fault. Right. Yes. had you know they we 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 were careless there and that was a yeah. learning curve because i you know we only just got in but it, we, we were both at fault sorry sue how were you at for what was the the carelessness as we were walking towards each other the dogs were crossing each other's paths when they should have been on the left of us so oh, we were okay. in between the you know obviously just just common sense really but no george is not interested in other dogs and he's if anything he's very scared of them he gets mm. very anxious oh. about them. He doesn't, he's not into, doesn't want to know, doesn't look at them, not bothered. You know, he's got, you know, we've got dogs that have come up to him and stuff and he'll sit there and he's just like, oh, when are they going to go? Please, please mm. tell them to go away. Does he love people? Is he a people dog? Oh my dog? God, yes. He adores people. I mean, here's a fact for your dogopedia. Mm-hmm. Staffies in Victorian times were called nanny dogs. Oh, I didn't yes. know this. Because they used to they used to use them to look after the children, and our dog is a prime example of that. We've got we've what? got we've got kids, grandkids who come round, and even the babies. They will go and position themselves and lean against you or lean next to, just just to be on guard, just to look after. They're so gentle. Yeah, they're very good, and yet they sometimes people they get a bad press. People are, um, can who don't know their dogs perhaps. 
are wary of a staffy because they they can look quite yes yeah fierce. And I, think, yes. I think they get a bad press because there is a lot of them in uh, dog homes it's because mm. the idiots buy mm. them as what they think are status dogs yes because right. they have that look it's that jaw isn't it they've got that big that, that big locked powerful jaw. jaw yeah and then they abandon them because mm. they realize they aren't these big butch hard dogs that they're big softies so that's why there's so many in 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 dog homes yeah they're very cuddly dogs they really are they call it the the staffy lean he Mm. will just wherever you are he will come and he will just lean on you yeah it has to have physical contact all the time yes bit like you sean yeah yes very (laughs) but i grew up with a staff gertrude was the family dog and when I got Mildred, I had to get used to the fact that Mildred wasn't wagging her tail all of the time. She does, of mm. course, and she's very happy, you know, when we, when we arrive home and, you know, and there's treats and you give her attention. But Gertrude and my mum's dog now, another staff, Hugo, that tail is always wagging. Just just mm. by, by your sheer presence alone, just the yeah. fact that you're there, the tail will be going. And, and Gertrude and Hugo was such, oh, well, Hugo still is, such happy dogs. Yeah. Happy all of the time. It's so wonderful to be around. We yeah. noticed that, I mean, it, you get to uh, the end of the day, Brian's a, a, a gaffer on, on Corrie, and uh, he comes home sort of like about seven o'clock at night. But from half past five, George will go and lie by the front door, and there is oh. absolutely... Absolutely oh. no moving him. Yeah. And then it's only when everybody's in for the night, then he'll go and get his, his bone, his antler, and he'll bring it to you and go, look, look, you know, here's my toy, and he'll, yeah. you know, and, and then he'll sit lie down and he'll start playing. But everyone has to be in. Don't you love that? And he'll even, I mean, with the grandkids, like the baby when the babies came around, he the other week, he'll get his antler. And he'll go and he'll put the antler next to the crib. Oh, that's adorable, isn't it? Very yeah. Sweet. yeah. I know you've, you've got quite an active um, Instagram, Sue. And so you've got some lovely stuff on there about, about George. Um, so when you talk to George, have you got a special voice you use for talking to George? Oh, yeah, I Because we want to hear it. We want to hear this. it. I've heard this in the jungle. I know you've got one. Come on. Georgie, 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 Georgie. Yeah, okay. Who are you, that sounds a lot. Oh. That sounds. A, that sounds a bit like Jacks. <laughs> Is it what you're Mine, mine's probably a bit more. Mine's a bit more. Oh, no, come on, you do. Come on, you do. Hello, how we doing? How we doing? Yeah. So it's slightly more uh, sort of high pitched. Yours is very sort of very low. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope someone walks in on someone listening to this podcast at this point. <laughs> Just you two. Georgie, Georgie, who's the dolly, dolly? Is this just me? My dog, when he goes out for a poo, mm-hmm. stares at you while he's pooing. Oh. And I'm forever saying to my husband, don't look at him, don't look at him, pretend you're not looking, pretend you're not looking. <laughs> <laughs> Also, does George talk back? Yes. There okay. might be some on my Instagram of like huge conversations. Of, oh, okay. Mm, mm, 
oh, wow. and just goes on forever. He's literally communicating with you when you're when you're doing your George voice for him, and yeah. he's answering you, isn't he? That's yes, he is, yeah. and he knows exactly what he wants, and he knows how to get it. He's the most spoilt dog in the world. Yes, he does sleep on our bed. Yes, get uh, in. Yes. That's what I like to hear. I, I might live to regret this because I can imagine the response I'm going to get. Uh-oh. So he's got his little bed on our bed. Mm-hmm. And he's, and You've it's, got the bed. Sorry, wait, 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 wait. You've got the bed on the bed. He's got his bed in the middle of our bed at the bottom. And then he's got his blankie. Yes. <laughs> that goes over the top. Uh-huh. We go, Bobo's George, go Bobo's. He goes to Bobo's and then at 4 a.m., he comes up, you feel him padding up. Yeah. He scoops up the duvet. He gets inside, puts his head on my pillow, or Brian's, and goes, hmm. <laughs> and uh, we don't move him. No. And, and sometimes I just, he's like a big, fat, flurry seal slug. Yes. I just wrap my arms around him and I cuddle him really tight and he loves it. That's lovely. Yeah, they're very, they're very tactile like that, aren't they? Especially a big, strong dog. Yeah, I mean, some people are going to be disgusted by that. No, that's, that's, I think it's, I think it's really, really nice. I think it's really nice. What and how did George cope with you being away when you went to do I'm a Celebrity? Get me out of here. You must have been away for how long? We were away for probably about seven weeks. Was we? it that long, was it? Seven weeks. Quite, quite a long time, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Include, yeah, when you include the, um, the kind isolation of isolation period medicine. beforehand, yeah. Go back on that isolation period? What was that about? Well, once you arrived, you had to go into COVID isolation. Oh, that's so I was okay. in isolation for 11 nights. Right. So they literally met you yeah. at the airport, took your phone off you. You were allowed to make one phone call, then took your phone off you, bundled you into a car, drove yeah. you an hour and a half to this house. Then you had security on in your driveway 24 hours a day and yeah. you weren't allowed to speak to anyone, see anyone or have any broadband. Were you all with each other in that house? No, or? we no. were all isolated. Oh. We, they, they, we weren't allowed to know who else was in there. That's terrible. That must have been part of getting you kind of psyched up to being in the jungle that must have been a quite a, an interesting kind of precursor to being yeah. with people again. You must have been desperate for company by then, surely. I think Sean was, weren't you, Sean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crawling out the walls. Yeah, well, no, I, that, that was, for me, that was the worst part of the experience. Was yeah. I, was in my, I was in my house, I think, for eight days alone without any communication with the outside world. Oh, that's tough. Why can't you phone your girlfriend or whatever? Because she'll tell you who's in the jungle. Who's in the jungle? Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, See, right. I kind of, I kind of embraced it, and I got into a little routine. And I, I mean, we had beautiful places to stay. I oh, had a yes. lovely school, and you know, somebody would go and do the shopping. You'd leave them a list outside the door, and then right. somebody would come and take you for a, a stroll on the beach once a day. That was the only time you saw. But even then, nobody really wanted to speak to you, did they, Sean? No. So, so in effect, you were living a bit like a dog, yes. weren't you? Sort of yes. being looked after. Yes. The, you know, someone comes, goes out, they come back with shopping, you're pleased to see them, they take yeah. you for a little walk. <laughs> Knock on the door and go, Wookies! Yeah. How long could you do that? How long would you like to live like that for? It sounds not too bad, actually. Yeah. Doesn't, you, know, so, you know, you could do that. They didn't yeah. appreciate it when I pooed in the garden. <laughs> I, what, what we wanted to know is... and, and About I, George I and missing George and whether you... you yeah. Know, being yeah I, I did miss him and he's getting on, you know. Yeah. Um, 
but he is very much oh my god if he, you have to choose between me and brian i'm second brian and george are just they're basically married really yeah. that has yeah. become they're yeah, basically yeah. Married. i'll give you an example if my shoulders are aching mm. i'm like oh could you just massage my shoulders for me brian <laughs> it'll do about a minute and a half reluctantly whereas right. george just has to roll on his back and he'll stroke his belly for about three hours. <laughs> that that, that yeah. says it all, really, doesn't it? That does say it all. But, and how was George when you got back? Oh, he was lovely. Was I mean, he more he... excited than, you know, the normal kind of trip to work and back? Was it? Yeah, was he... he was. Yeah. Also, well, but you see, I don't know if it was if it was me because Brian came out to us. <laughs> so, you know, when we got back together, I think he did a little wee. What, an, exci excited. an excitement wee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And who looked after George when you were both away? My mum's. Oh. And he has a lovely time there. He, yeah. he has a really good time there and he loves it there. And she's got an amazingly huge garden and he's just got to, he just, he just, he just loves it. So yeah. he was happy. We knew he was well looked after. I well, couldn't, I could never ever put him in the kennels or do anything. And especially right. because of his background, knowing where he came from, I would yeah. never do that. That's know? the same with our dog, because you just think they'd look at you and think, well, what have I done? You know, it's happened again to me, hasn't it? But I mean, it is, it, it is like having a child. I mean, because he doesn't like other dogs. And when Brian and I, we, work, we can work crazy hours. I mean, for me, it's different every week. But when we are, if I'm in a major storyline and we're both working, mm. and then I'm not going to leave George more than four hours on his own. Yeah. So yeah. that's two dog walks on his own. It's basically a mortgage. It is. It's a lot of money, isn't it? Can George not yeah. come into work with you at all, is it? Is no. It? No. No, he came in once, Jack. He came in. Mm. There was, um, I filmed, it was Britain's favourite dogs. Yes. So uh, they did some filming with me. Weirdly, the number one dog was a Staffy. And they did George's DNA to see if he was a, was a pure Staffy, and he was. But he came into the Grimshaws and he pooed in the Grimshaws. Right. <laughs> That's what he thought of it. Yeah, not a yeah. fan. No. no he's, he's not been back since. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, because it can be. I mean, it, it, that, that can be really good. I know people who, who bring their dogs to work a lot. And I've, I've, I've worked with someone who, uh, Tony Hawks on, on uh, Sir Having a Clue, has a lovely dog. And... Uh, brings Coco around all the time and that's that really works well she's a delight yeah I mean there are so many cast members with dogs I just don't think it's feasible yeah. really no speaking of Corrie does George ever have it on does he ever recognize you no on the telly no he does watch the telly he does watch some things oh, as a telly watcher yeah but not not that what not does he like to watch EastEnders. Just random things that will get his attention. Anything that's very, very loud, he's not keen on. No. Okay. And and if there's a big animal, if 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 David Attenborough has a big animal on, right, he's keen on that. No, he gets scared easily. He just cries. Did he not have you on it uh, when we were in the jungle? Because Mildred did recognise me when I was in the... Really? Yeah. But then that was because you you were talking in your Mildred voice in the diary room, weren't you? In, or whatever it's called. <laughs> That's true. Didn't yeah. you? Yeah. I did, I did communicate with Mildred a couple of times. No, um, no, he's not. I, I, no, I've never tried that. I should do that. Because I've not even done the, you know, holding the phone out because I might... Oh, I, I don't want to upset him. I don't want to confuse him. Yes, correct. Mm. That's what I've stopped FaceTiming with, with Grace because I don't like when Mildred hears me and it confuses her. Yes. What we have got, don't know if anyone else, you've got one of those um, 
cameras that you put up in the room and you oh, can yes. watch the dog and then you you can go judgey, 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 judgey and press a button and it fires a treat at them. Oh, wow. Well, got when that. did you see this? What's that about? I think it's called a furbu. A furbu? You've got an app on your phone and it, you can see the whole of your room and where his favourite bed is and then you can talk to him, you can look at him and you can fire a treat out. That sounds like a TV show in in its own right, doesn't yeah. it? That I'd watch that. Verbal TV. Yeah, we've come up with a good idea there. I think. Yeah. My husband's very, you know, security mad, and we've got cameras everywhere mm -hmm. around the house. But I swear it's just so he can see George on his way out just... for his walk. <laughs> he said to me at work sometimes. He has literally rung me and said, "Oh, I've just seen George. Yeah, he's had a poo." <laughs> Great, yeah. <laughs> this is stuff that only dog owners really understand, isn't it? That they, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, Sue, were there dogs in your life when you were growing up, as a, when you were a child? Yes, we always had Alsatians. Oh, one Alsatian that I love was called Sam. Uh huh. He was a lovely, lovely Alsatian, not as cuddly as George, because mm -hmm. I was forever in my. You know, when you go through those melancholic periods in your teens, where you put. You put on Michael Jackson and Ben. Remember Ben about the rat? You oh. lie in your bed and feel melancholic. And you'd want, I'd want, I want Sam to come and lie on the bed and snuggle up with me, but right. he wasn't doing it. Yeah. Want that? I listened to a lot of Hawkwind at that point, but that was uh, different, different, <laughs> different things. But so uh, Sam, uh, a German Shepherd, was that? You say your parents would they always had Alsatians, is that right? Yeah, I remember we had a mm. we had one that arrived and then disappeared. I've since learned that there was there was well, I've, I've since learned they lied to me because they said to me that it disappeared after we'd had it about three months, and they said, mm -hmm. oh well. The police wanted it. They thought it'd be a very good police dog. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. And they said, yeah, it was it was full of energy and, and it, it needed to be running around all the time and be happy. I've since found out it, it didn't had something wrong with its with his hips and had to be put down. Oh, so they just didn't want to upset you. Yeah, I only found yeah. that out about six months ago, I think it was. I think that's that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Some people, and this is you know, obviously well known, they they get dogs to teach their children the the circle of life. Yeah. And what do you think, do you, would you agree with that as, as a kind of good learning curve for, for children? Do you think now in hindsight that actually it might have been beneficial for you to know the truth? Or actually do you prefer that that was hid from you? I don't think I needed to know that. No, I mean, I think, look, we just said that our dogs are our family. Absolutely. It's like having a child. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I kind of, I, I kind of don't get the logic about that. I, I don't I don't get the logic because because the feelings are so intense. Well, for for us anyway, yes. about our dog, yes. it is a, it is a member of our family. So you know we'll just lose that member of the family just to teach you about the circle of life. It's slightly peculiar. Uh, no. Well, I think where they where people are going with that is is that it's uh, yes, I suppose that the, the implication is that with any pet, for instance, you have a hamster and you learn that it you know it, it grows up and it gets old and then it dies, and so yeah. you get accustomed to the idea of this what Sean called the circle of life. I do get that with in a less painful kind of setting. Yeah, I think there's uh, a less painful context. kind of setting. I think mm. I think that that we had the hamster. Yeah, died after a year. I think Elliot found it and he had a little cry. Yeah. I secretly, inwardly went, thank God I don't have to clean out that hamster cage anymore. There you go. I don't feel that that pet gave anything back. 
No. Really? Lovely no. to have the cold-hearted Sue Cleaver here with yeah. us. <laughs> no, I'm, a, I'm an animal lover, yes. and of course we looked after it and everything, but I wasn't emotionally. No. No, I know what you mean. But your son clearly... Saw that, can, yeah, he yeah, learned yeah. that. You know, it's like kids can learn in other ways. I mean, that is not a reason to get a dog, is it? Not written, no, but it's too much of a commitment. It's too much of a The other good thing is that I do think kids get an understanding that it's not all about them and that there's another yeah. person that needs to be looked after in this household, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I think that's an important lesson. And it's yeah. like, you know, that you, you, you have a responsibility. You don't just yeah. get something and it's not a toy. Oh, yes. You know, I mean, I think that's the battle. It's like with any pet. Yeah, come on, of course I'll look after it. Yeah, I will oh. look after it. I promise I'll look after it. No, I'm so glad. Obviously, I've got Wilder now. Our, mm. our daughter in, in our lives and I'm so glad that she's going to be growing up with Mildred because I had Gertrude growing up and and yesterday I was doing a show uh, for charity I might add mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the great guy that I am but I was uh, no but I the, I, the, the uh, an act was on the bill and she was saying that she she didn't understand the the love for dogs uh, or pets she never had a pet and so mm. that she didn't understand you know when someone if someone said that she had uh, I remember she said that if a friend had lost a, a dog, she was not the person to console them because she simply didn't understand. I mm. think yeah. when you've grown up with pets, to, the idea of not having that in your life is, I think that's such a shame. When, when she was saying to me that she didn't understand that, for me it was yeah. like someone saying that they'd never experienced love or something like mm. that. It's like, I'm so glad that, that Wilder's going to... To have yeah. that in her life. George came into Elliot, my son, who's 27 now. Yeah. So Elliot was sort of like, you know, quite old when we got him. But mm. before that, he'd had cats. Uh-huh. And I do think, I mean, yeah, I think it's lovely for people to grow up with pets. But only when it's appropriate, when you can look after that pet. And that's the most important thing. The pet goes into yes. a family that, that can deal with it, that has the yeah. time. It's not going to be after. like, oh, let's get a pet. And it's just yeah. left and not looked after properly. You've been very uh, honest with us about your the intimate side of the relationship you have with George. And, uh, and it's been lovely to hear. So we already know that George is pretty much at liberty to use the furniture, yeah. isn't he, on the, yeah. in the house? Yeah. Which is yeah. a nice thing. And we're kind of like that with our dogs. I'll just show you something on the oh, couch. Oh, the little bed. Oh. Sue is holding up the little bed that George has at the end of your bed. Is that the one, is it? No, no, he's got, there's about five beds. Oh, he's got oh, more than one. Just yeah. dotted around. <laughs> yeah. George, five beds, pause, we'll have to yeah. call him from now on. Yeah. Ultimately, and it's kind of the last question that we're yeah. going to, I it's think, the big is, one. is, yeah. Oh. Do you let George kiss you on the lips? I'm really lucky in mm. that I don't have a licky dog. Ah. Oh. So he doesn't try and lick me on the lips. The right. only time he'll do that is if you've just eaten something and then he's like looking for food. So no, right. I don't let him do that. But mm. what I do do and what he loves is when I just kiss him all the way around his nose and yeah. his whiskers. Lovely. He holds oh. his head out. Mm. You just know he wants to be kissed. And so oh. I just have to kiss him all over his face. Are you the only one in the family who'll do that or does everyone no, do that? No, everybody does that. Yeah. Oh. There's only one thing that George doesn't like and that is if you try and touch his paws. He's got very sensitive paws. Is that right? Gertrude was like that. I was surprised that Mildred let me touch her paws because Gertrude did like her paws touched. Wonder if it's a staffy thing. Yeah. Maybe there's an instinctive thing with dogs generally. They don't like their paws being clutched. Although some dogs will hold their paw out to be held. Yeah. They'll sort of shake hands with you and stuff, <laughs> won't they? Yeah, doesn't like that. 
Well, George sounds like a thoroughly loved and adored and adorable dog, actually. I hope I meet him one day. He sounds absolutely gorgeous, doesn't he? Yeah. We won't mm. meet with our other dogs together. You just have to meet George on his own. Just yes. George on his own, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that would be probably sensible. He wouldn't mind uh, sending a chihuahua out for a day. That, then, <laughs> then I'll bob around with George. That would be great, yeah. It's been lovely getting to know the gorgeous George, Sue. Aww. Thank you for coming on. Lovely to speak to you, Lovely both. to see you. Thank you very much. Take care. Woof, woof. Bye, Sue. Bye. Bye. It's always a pleasure to to get to know uh, someone's dog via their stories and how they live with them. Yes. And that was a, a lovely example, wasn't it? Sue Cleaver and her gorgeous staffy George Paws. Who she saved. Who she saved, yeah. Saved from a, a life in a cage. So that makes it all the more somehow poignant to me. But uh, yes, but I didn't know... Jack and I was going to kind of ask, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to bring it down. But I, I this is very naive of me. Mm. But there might be people that didn't know this as well. That if if a dog isn't saved, as it were, mm. that then they they just they just gone on to be put down, which is awful. The awful truth of it is that does happen, and and I think that I did. I wasn't aware of yeah, that. I think a lot of these rescue centres, they these dogs get a certain amount of time, and then sadly they they you know they get put to sleep because they can't be looked after forever and ever and ever of in a cage. So it's really yeah. It's it is um, that's the the sad side of it, and that's why you have to really know that you can look after a dog yes. before you take it on, and that's um, and something that people don't do. They make the mistake of thinking, oh, it's not it's not in any trouble. It'll just you know it'll come with me to work or whatever, or it can stay yes. in when I go out, and they can't. They don't like to be on their no. own forever, and they're expensive. They can be dogs can be expensive to look after. You get a problem with a dog, and you have to take it to the vet. You know, oh my not, god! It's not NHS with a vet, you know. So yes. you, you know, you're looking at your minimum eighty, ninety quid for a, a trip to the vet. You know, absolutely. Don't I know it? Uh, yeah, and anything goes wrong, you, then you're looking at some pretty chunky bills, and you can get health insurance for them, but that's not cheap either. So no, it, yeah, it's a good point. You make a really good point actually, because they, it, it's not like oh, if I can't cope with my dog, then someone will look after it, and that'll it, be yes. that. It doesn't happen that way. Sadly, no, no, that's that awful. Doesn't. Yeah, but uh, as you're saying, not wanting to bring it down, I think you did bring it down. <laughs> I do that. Oh. God, I think we're all. I think we're all quite sad now. But um, you know, but she uh, saved. She saved George. She George. saved George, and uh, a lot of dogs do get rescued, and it's a great thing. And I think if you've got. What I would say, actually, uh, is if you've got experience with dogs and you know uh, how to look after a dog, if you can possibly do it, to get a dog that needs rescuing is an amazing thing to do. I don't recommend it for everyone who wants a dog. For instance, in your situation with a small child, I think you you would be probably unwise to bring... Um, a dog that you didn't know very well into the house and so yes. people have to think about it but it's uh, if you can it's a terrific option yes and again it was just lovely to speak to to sue who has a staff your favorite breed of dog yeah dogs that i've grown up with and and just reinforce that notion that the staff is one of the if not the friendliest dog there is and oh, not this not at pugnacious all. creature violent creature it's no they are they are gorgeous but yes. uh, <laughs> the piece i read out is 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 it oh, was literally that is, that is from a book that i have here <laughs> <laughs> has uh, um overwhelmed with a, a desire to destroy <laughs> 
So I don't think you can sum it up more than that. That's a, that's a great thing. Oh, that's been a, a fun episode, isn't it, I thought? Lovely. Mm. Absolutely lovely. I'm going to go and play with Mildred now, who I've not seen in a while, so I'm very happy. No, I'm sure she's looking forward to that. I'll send her your love. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Oh My Dog. We're loving hearing all the insights from our guests and getting to know a different side of them through their relationships with their dogs. We hope you are too. Definitely. And of course, you are very much part of this podcast, so don't forget to get in touch by emailing us at hello at omdpod.com. And you can find us on Instagram at omdpod. So give us a shout and make sure you get in touch with us on social media too. Yes, you can even leave us a voice note. And remember, a dog is for life, not just for podcasts.